This is Doug Green, and I'm the publisher of Technology Reseller News, and I'm with Michael O'Brien, who's the Executive Vice President, Corporate Business Development at iConnective. Michael, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Doug. Thanks for having us. So, first of all, welcome to the uh, podcast. Welcome to the IT Expo, MSB Expo. You're my second podcast of the conference. And so before we get started, our main topic today, can you tell us a little bit about iConnective? Sure. iConnective is a leading provider of data exchange platforms for trusted communications. Um, The business has a strong foundation serving the communications market, but also extending that into enterprises and, and more recently into the digital identity market. So we are an authoritative source of numbering intelligence, uh, which helps enterprises and others protect their brands, as well as governments protect residents and businesses. Um, we have experience in creating, operating, and securing communications infrastructure by managing network and operations interconnect, uh, numbering solutions, fraud prevention solutions, and again, more recently, digital identity platforms. So we have a, a long history of providing these services and continuing to evolve the markets that they can reach. So why has the phone number become such a target for fraudsters? You know, interestingly, I wouldn't say the phone number is the target so much as people's identity is the target. But what's happened is, you know, fraudsters will exploit anything that they can. They'll go after wherever the money is, right? And so you think about it, it used to be fraud mail got sent. Remember chain letters where you asked a dollar, and then it moved to emails, and then voice, and then text. But that's just a communications channel. Fraud exists in banking. It exists in retail. And what's happened is the phone number has become the de facto digital identity, and therefore it becomes the target for fraudsters. If you think about it, a a phone number used to represent a location or an address. You you called a home or a hotel, right, to get a reservation. Um, or a conference center. But with the advent of mobility, so mobile phones, and then number portability, phone numbers became the the proxy for the identity of a person or an individual. You now call a person, not a home. Do you have a line line still at home? Nope. Yeah, neither nope. do I. Yep. Got, got rid of it about 10 years ago. Yep. So, um, and so, but, but landline numbers are very important for businesses, right? But then you throw in IP telephony, and that adds an extra layer of complexity for businesses as well because the ease and the function that provides, which is the ability to distribute their their actual resources but still um, originate calls out to, to someone with an original phone number, those can be exploited for fraud as well. Um, I think Juniper Research has said that, that by 2025, um, you know, Three billion people will will rely on their mobile phone as their primary source of ID. So what challenges does this pose to businesses and consumers alike? Well, if you think about it from a business perspective, they use a phone number for everything involved in in what's called your digital identity lifecycle, from originating your account, right, so creating or registering, to actually transacting with that business, to even then monitoring your activity. And so your phone number becomes, again, a proxy, and that's banking, social media, um, delivery services, even even think about it, even your AC repair business, right? Now you call them and they always say, what's the phone number associated with the account? Um, and, and the FTC still shows that almost half of all fraud 
originates with either a voice call or a text message. And so you're seeing that for businesses, it's it's making sure that um, that they know who they're calling or that their brand is not being exploited. For for consumers, the challenge is the opposite, which is making sure that they know who they're getting a phone call from. So you're getting both sides of that. Um, and and with identity, um, there are so many components to your identity as an individual that can be exploited. Everything from your name to your address, right? Think about your name. I've got an apostrophe in my last name, O'Brien. The first email address I ever had, like 30 years ago, the platform I was using happened to support apostrophes. I was so excited, only to discover nothing I ever logged into could actually recognize that character. So even even something as simple as your name isn't necessarily a reliable right. form of your identity. Addresses can be spooked. You know, there's, there's no structured formatting to addresses, right? So different countries, street addresses look differently. Postal codes look differently. There is a common syntax to phone numbers that's agreed upon, that's recognized universally. And so phone numbers work very well as a primary form of identity. So what are you guys at iConnect doing all about, about all that? So we've, what we've discovered is that, again, the phone number becomes uh, a universal identifier, which also helps, um, helps with analytics for calls, both inbound and outbound, to understand whether or not they're, they're valid identities. So it's using that information, whether it's line type, Right, so is it a VoIP call? Is it a, a phone number? Has it been ported recently? Porting history becomes very important to understand whether or not um, there's there's an attempt to defraud because the phone number ultimately becomes a target, the first target for for you know, for fraud when that happens. So, you know, for consumers, there's also the KYB aspect of it: is how do they know who they're getting contacted from? So, securing registering phone numbers to a brand authenticating the brand. Those are all things that we're getting involved in and supporting the ecosystem and putting in place. So is iConnective, how is iConnective addressing this? Uh, we we have a, a set or a variety of different digital identity solutions based on our numbering platforms where, where brands can use the information to help with um, what they refer to as fraud signals. So any piece of data becomes a signal for building a profile, and we have signals to help build that profile. So different discrete elements about a phone number, about the history of a phone number. Um, we're also involved in helping with uh, the interconnection of the network, securing the networks, securing the devices in the network. So those are all different components that we can then contribute back to the broader digital identity market. Again, I think, you know, as examples, financial services firms, right, they'll use phone numbers because um, account takeover is expected to, to continue to explode to be a $17 billion problem right. in the next two years, right, account takeover. And one of the first ways to take over a financial account is to take over someone's phone. So knowing whether or not the phone number has moved, did it port, did it change line type, was it a mobile number, and now it's a VoIP number. These are all different signals that the fraud platforms and the identity companies can use to then help with that. Um, we also have anti-money laundering issues, right? So understanding is, it, uh, is there value in understanding you know, whether or not uh, a phone number is being used for the first time at the same time a large money transfer associated with that same identity is taking place as well. 
Um, I don't know if you know, there's a recent regulation last year called the Informed Consumers Act. Now digital marketplaces are required to verify the businesses that are selling on the marketplace. So similar to financial KYC regulation, things like eBay or even Walmart or Amazon that support third-party vendors on their marketplace are now required to to verify the identity of the people that are doing that. And so the phone number and phone information, information about the number, becomes a key part of verifying the identity of the people in those ecosystems. Michael, I really want to thank you for joining me today and taking some time out here at IT Expo to talk to us. Where can we learn more about iConnected? If you go to our website, I think that's the best spot, iConnected.com. We've actually got a separate spot specific around digital identity if you'd like to look for that on the, on the landing page. Michael, thank you again very much. Yeah, thank you so much, Jeff.